Uh oh. All right, let's get going here on another edition of Sunday Pour. My name is Anthony. As always, I'm here with my cousin Ant on the horn, catching up on a few things from the week as we are right in the middle of the dog days of summer, which always means, you know, NHL playoffs, NBA regular season coming to an end, and uh, seven inning doubleheader. So let me bring in my cousin Ant. How the fuck you doing, Ant? What are you drinking, my man? Uh, I'm doing great. I have a... Uh... Plastic cup full of uh, Devil's Cut. Oh, like a like a a red cup or oh, jeez! I was holding that uh, coffin all open. Sorry, (laughs) that was very was very courteous of you. I'm glad I'm glad you're courteous because I got a bone to pick before we get before we get started. So the other day I gave my pick uh, on the on the show for Webb Simpson for uh, the PGA Championship. Yeah, plus plus two right now through sixteen. Not not having a great day. A bunch of bogeys. Uh, made up a couple birdies uh, to save, save himself a little bit. So he's not too far out of it, but he's still uh, behind your pick, who is Jason Day, uh, who is tied to the lead now with Brendan Todd. Yeah, he had a day, I guess, huh? Yeah, he played a nice – every time they every time they uh, cut to some, somebody – or every time they cut to him, he was, uh, he was putting something in the hole. So uh, – yeah, I got a little more to pick with you because I sent I sent you a tweet. Uh, this is not over a tweet, but I sent a tweet. I said, "Let's do a beer and a shot." Bet your guy versus my guy, and then after you, after you, after Jason Day teed off, he was already one under. I texted you and I said, "You're, you're going to pass on this," and your excuse was that he was an overwhelming that Webb Simpson was an overwhelming favorite over well, he, Jason Day. Well, he was, and the round had already started, so I felt kind of would be cheap if I. Well, the, well, the the odds swayed in your favor once he was one down. Like the live odds had flipped, so he was already he was ahead of Webb, just going one under. And it was it's a beer and a shot. Well, I didn't. First of all, I didn't see the tweet, so I wasn't dogging the tweet. I wasn't like avoiding the tweet. Ah, all right, um, all right. I mean, if the offer's still open, fucking no, you kidding me? <laughs> 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 yeah, give me odds. If Webb comes back to beat him, then you got to give me like a high end. No, so I don't. I'll, if if if, uh, if you win, I, I'll buy you like a well a well round. I still don't. I still don't trust Day. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a horse that shoots up, shoots out to the front. Like I, nobody goes wire to wire in these things. Jason Day's has three times in his career uh, had the lead after the first round of a tournament, and three times in his career he's went wire to wire and won. Jesus. Well, someone just tied him. So whoever Brendan Todd is, tied him. He's no longer the leader. Well, co-leader. Yeah, he's co-leader with Todd. Todd's on uh, through sixteen, I think. Um. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Captain interesting today. Of course. Yeah. It's on the West Coast, man. I like this uh, primetime golf. It's been on since eleven a.m. I paid the five bucks for. ESPN Plus just to have it on because I'm working from home this week. So I got, well, keep it on. So that's really what, on during the what, day. What does ESPN Plus give you that the regular channel doesn't? It was from 11 to 4, there was golf, which was not on regular TV. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I, look, I plan on canceling on Monday. So 
or on Saturday, I guess. No, it's, it's five bucks for two days of golf. That's the way I look at it. All right. Yeah, something, something to do while I'm home for the next two days. Half the time, next, yeah. Next exactly. So I didn't get a chance. I wasn't uh, near TV tonight. So the last inning of the Yankee game, I thought I was the good luck charm for a little bit, and then uh, then I felt like I maybe jinxed the comeback. But now I don't know. Uh, how was how was the game? Give me a little recap. Uh, tough start. Yeah, tough start for Montgomery. Got in some trouble early. Riamuto got him. Three run homer in the first inning, and then he gave up a uh, two run double, and I believe the third. You know, Montgomery has a little bit of uh, Pettit in him. Um, I okay. mean, and best case scenario, he turns into Andy Pettit, obviously. But he just <laughs> yeah. he lives with guys on base, and he's always you know always in this trouble and that trouble, and got to make a pitch. Fortunately, tonight he was not able to make that pitch because he got it. Really came down to two at bats, like I just mentioned: the Rio Muto three-run dinger and the Gosselin two-run double. And that was the difference in the game. Uh, the offense fought. You know, they had two runs in the second. Uh, Talkman big two-run single. Sanchez got off the Schneid somewhat with a two-run dinger in the seventh that just cleared the wall. And then you know they had their chance in the eighth, had their chance in the ninth. Uh, Judge pinch hit in the eighth. For Gardner with Stanton at third, two outs, he struck out. They brought uh, Joe brought in Norris, Hector Norris. Yeah, and yeah. then in the ninth, little two out rally, DJ pinch hit for Tyler Wade. Who Tyler Wade? Can I just say this? I know he's like the twenty fifth man on the roster or twenty sixth man. He fucking stinks. He just <laughs> he stinks. And I know it's not like if, if we're counting on Tyler Wade in a big spot in October, we're kind of fucked anyways. But he can't hit, and I'm I'm tired of hearing like. I feel like they bend over backwards during the telecast to tell you how good Tyler Wade is. Yeah. And just, yeah. I mean, show me the number. Show me it. I, I, you're not, it's, I'm not seeing it. Is Tyler Wade the Luis Sessa of the position players? Yeah. Oh, by far. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Wade is a guy you pinch run for late in game. Or you, sorry, you pinch run with yeah. late in games. That is right, his ceiling. Right, and there's better. What wouldn't you rather have, Estrada? Right? Are they like his glove more than Estrada? They like his his defense more and the ability to pinch run with him more. That's my guess, which I understand. But Estrada is yeah. definitely a better. Like, if someone were to go down, let's say Glaber were to go down or uh, DJ were to go down, I think Estrada mm. is definitely the better option to be an everyday yeah. player for a week or two. Yeah, I guess his team with a bunch of masters. There's no real speed guys on there. I guess they have. Well, Talkman can steal a base. Yeah, but Talkman's no. an outfielder, though, so you're not going to Yeah, 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 it's not his diver. Yeah, And Talkman could be diverse. playing himself into an everyday role, because as I was saying in the ninth inning, D- two outs, nobody on. DJ Pinch hits for uh, Wade. Um, yeah. Base hit up the middle, infield single, and then uh, Talkman, good at bat with two strikes, flipped one into set, uh, to left field, first and second, and then Voigt gave one a ride. Oh, you saw the ninth inning, so Voigt gave one a ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I thought had a shot, but he just, he just picked on the wrong part of the ballpark. Yeah, warning track power, and that was that. 5-4 loss uh, in the books and uh, move on to Tampa. Split the series with Philly and big, bigger they fish to fry. Bigger, uh, yeah, bigger fish literally to fry this weekend <laughs> in Tampa with a big uh, four-game uh, four series against them. Are you, are you excited? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. A, what did you think of the doubleheader yesterday, the little seven-inning experiment? And are you excited this Saturday for the second one this week? I I don't want I hate to admit I kind of liked the seven inning doubleheader. Mm-hmm. I think it was only because it moved quick and it was just like I mean I didn't again I was I watched the first 
the first one at uh at home and the second one I was just kind of getting updates on the phone I went golfing mm-hmm. in the afternoon and uh I, yeah I I I was thinking about it like I I don't want it to be the norm obviously like, I just thought it was kind of cool that it was just it sped by right like 14 innings two games and it like kind of flew by mm-hmm. I'm thinking like they're trying to figure a way they must be trying to figure a way to save the sport right they must be desperate because they they feel like they're losing fans, they feel like it's like a attention span type thing. Like they don't have to do double headers anyway, but I could it, anything that kind of works. Whether it's that, I mean, the, the universal DH we know we're going to have. It's going to be eventually. It's going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the runner on second and extras. I I don't know, but they seem to like it. People seem to like it. They've been responding to it. Um. I think they're just looking for anything to spice it up and they're going to, and they're going to do what they think they have to do. And they don't care about, you know, history or integrity or anything. They just want to make it attractive to new viewers, new fans. So I don't, I'm, it worries me how much I actually kind of liked how it worked yesterday because a, like I said, I don't want it to be the norm and B, I think other people see that will feel that and they'll say, well, why don't we keep it going? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, my fear would be that they shorten the games to seven innings. Period. Because I did see, I did see that written about. Where was that? Written? Who did you see wrote that? Um, it was somebody that Joe and Evan were talking about today. I'm slipping my mind exactly who wrote it. it was probably a, someone. Has, in the, probably someone in the post or the post uh, yeah. Daily News. Yeah, local guy. Yeah, yeah. I, that would be. I, I'm obviously that. That makes the whole game different to me. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to start. You'd have to really start changing, uh, like the whole like as a starting pitcher, you have to go five innings for a win. I mean, you'd have to start rethinking that, which I think they're going to eventually get rid of to begin with. Yeah, I forget who I heard say this a few weeks ago. I think it was on the fan. It might have been Joe and Evan, and they were saying that it should be up to the official score to say who gets the wins, especially if a, a guy always goes four four innings. Yeah, I wouldn't you know, mind that. Same, same thing with like, especially like with a guy who like blows his save and then gets the win. Like that guy shouldn't get the win. That that should be up to the official score. The official score who gets gets a W on that, or it's the guy who started the game and had him in. It shouldn't have to do with like, oh well, he was in the game with the lead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once in a while, very very rarely, you will see an official score taken into his own hands and not give it to a guy who Jeez. was who was in there. Uh, I can't when his team took the lead. I can't even say I remember that ever happening. That's crazy. Really? Yeah, it's ve- it's very rare. I forget exactly. I wish I could give you the example. It may have been a Yankee game. That's probably what I would remember it from. But the guy who was in there when he took the lead was so ineffective when he was in there that they had, they had to give it to someone else. <laughs> Anybody else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Section 215, row 6, seat 2. You got the W today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I, like I said, any, anything that works, I, or might work for a day. I feel like they're like, this will work for the next hundred years. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my take on it. I don't think there's any rational rationale to it. It's just, yeah, it worked. Keep it going. Yeah. I mean, for this year, I really don't care. It's, it's, you know, all hands on deck by any means necessary. <laughs> Yeah, get the games in, fit them in. You're, you're cramming as much into a little bit of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, get, I, I, I'm 100 in for this for this season. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I was kind of going back and forth in my head. Does the do you think the seven inning game favors 
the team with the better bullpen or the team with the better starting pitching? It's just how you deploy it, right? I mean, if yeah. you have if you have a guy like Cole who can go seven, yeah, strong, go seven strong, or you have or you have you know four guys who can go a couple innings each, you know. Because I think we saw the example yesterday of of you know the Phillies having a dominant pitcher in Nola. Who should have come out for the seventh? Girardi pulling him was asinine, but you know he's on a pitch count, I guess. And then well, even more asinine was Hector Neris wasn't available in game two because he threw one pitch in game number one. Oh, classic Girardi. Like there's times I really miss Girardi, but watching him manage yesterday made me really not miss him at all. Yeah, <laughs> at all. He, he does. <laughs> he does get a little too crazy there. And um, <laughs> And then you saw the example where it benefits a team like the Yankees where they start Johnny Lasagna and they kind of just piece it together with their bullpen. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it, I guess it just all depends. I guess I'd, I'd still rather have like a guy like Cole on the mound in those games. But then you could also look at it as I'd rather save Cole for an actual nine-inning game where he can give me six or seven and then I only have to get a couple innings out of my pen. So I guess it all depends I, on how you manage the game. I like I – like I mean, I'm – Never, you never see it, but I'd like a guy who can start and finish his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're not like, you know, kind of just shooting darts. I, I know you, you trust, you trust Britain, you trust Chapman and whoever's going to come in. But, you know, if you have a guy that's rolling, you feel like it's a lot less of a chance that he's going to fuck something up. You get a guy coming in. If, if, if Cole has it for eight and Chapman comes in, he starts sweating, walking the ballpark and it's not, his slider's not hitting or his fastball's not getting over. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, you, you just wasted that effort from Cole. So, uh, if I'd rather have Cole go seven, I think, and avoid using the bullpen than have Cole go seven and then the bullpen come in, you know, out of, you know, give something up. We end up going to extras. And then we see, you know, Luis Sessa for three innings. Yeah, Luis Sessa did make his major league, excuse me, major league, his uh, season debut <laughs> yesterday. It was exactly how uh, I envisioned it, down 11-3 in the seventh inning of a seven-inning game. <laughs> How did he pitch? I didn't see. I think he pitched one scoreless inning, maybe, maybe two. Oh, perfect! Just just enough, just enough for the uh, the the Yankee brass to have some faith in him. Yeah, just enough to put him into a high leverage situation next time out in Tampa this weekend. (laughs) Can't wait for that. I got to say something about like Talkman and Urshela. Last year, I thought were like these gems Mm -hmm. that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, there were obviously there were transactions that that Cashman. You know, made it happen, but they kind of came out of nowhere to be the players that they were last year. And with those kind of guys, I thought there was like a one-season thing, like this lightning in a bottle. And I don't want to get too far ahead of themselves uh, of ourselves here, but they've both been phenomenal this year. Yeah, as far as I'm like, concerned, Geo's the third baseman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you had a preseason, man. I got like th- those kind of players. I just I, I have to see it to believe it before. You know, like they're not they're they weren't supposed to be the starters last year, and they ended up being key pieces to that team. And even you know, and it continues this season. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Geo right now is hitting. Um, he is hitting three twenty four. I mean, if he was hitting two twenty four, he'd be my third baseman just because he's a vacuum at third. I like a guy who could pick it, a guy who's just automatic over there. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's hitting down in the order anyways. That might change with Glaber's struggles, with Sanchez's struggles. You yeah. know, that could He may end up hitting like fifth, which I wouldn't love. I'd prefer that Sanchez and Glaber actually, you know, start hitting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just got to ride him as long as you can. He's, he's not making much money. 
Uh, and like I said, I just I like having a guy like you know having a guy like Brocious over there. You know, Brocious yeah. came over and he had what ninety eight ribbies in his first year. Uh, but Brocious in the, in the nine hole, yeah. in the nine hole, and, right. and, and <laughs> but Brocious going forward after that never came close to putting up those type of numbers. But having a guy over there that could pick it at third, it's just it was just nice to have. Sure, you know, yeah. and we have yeah, enough. We have, yeah, we have enough offense in this uh, in this lineup where Joe Urshela can be your third baseman. He's just he's awesome defensively, uh, and I just I value defense uh, very much. So over the course of uh, you know one sixty two this year sixty, and especially in October, Jeter used to always say it in spring training: pitching and defense. Pitching and defense, and that's what Rochelle is yeah. defense. Got to have it, yeah. Got to have it. Timely hitting. Timely hitting. He, I, well, yeah, yeah. Timely hitting. Timely hitting would yeah. be uh, definitely number three, and you know, in yeah. October probably even a little bit higher. But and but Urshela actually gives you that. Urshela gives you good at bats in a big spot. Like if you yeah. were, if you were ranking a guy you want up, just I'm not saying home run, just a guy mm-hmm. you need to like start off an inning. I always go back to last year, Game Six against Houston. He let off the inning off Osuna with a base hit. Yeah, there yeah. aren't many guys you'd put get ahead of Urshela right now if you just needed a poke somewhere. DJ's like the only yeah DJ or and Judge right now because he's the hottest. Yeah, you'd have to put planet, Judge because but... you know Judge yeah. is a better hitter than Urshela. But I mean DJ yeah. and Judge right now, those might be the only two yeah. guys. You know Gardner. <laughs> Gardner's you're always going to trust Gardner. He's your veteran. Uh, but right now, yep. I mean Gio's a better player than Gardner. Gardner is definitely he's been on the back nine for a while. Um, you're so you're always going to trust Gardner like more than guys maybe like Sanchez and Glaber who haven't really proven it yet. Uh, but yeah. Gio's up there, man. I, I love him as a player. Uh, and as for Talkman, and Talkman right now, he's you know another two for five day, two ribbies. His average stands at looks like three sixty eight. Uh, I mean, I loved Talkman last year, but even in my wildest dreams, I didn't think he was this good. Now I'm still I still have to see a little more with Talkman I would say, uh, but again he's another guy who he can be your everyday left fielder. Gardner's obviously I just say he's on the back nine. He's got plenty of miles on him, or he's probably I would say this is his last year. Uh, there's no reason Talkman can't be your eight or nine hitter and everyday left fielder. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, and then that unfortunately. You know, Anduhar gets sent down today. He's kind of an odd man out right now. I mean, it's all about performance, man. There's so much depth in this team. If you're up here and you're not and not putting the numbers up, there's no reason to there's no reason for you to be here. I mean, he's down there. Yeah. Fra- Fra- Frazier's down there. I mean, there's too many guys that are doing their job. We don't, you know, we don't need you. Go figure it out. Right, especially when you're not going to hit because you know the thing about Anduhar and Frazier is they're not very good defensively, but you always lean back on the fact that they could hit. Well, yeah. Andar wasn't hitting, so I mean, there's only one place left to go. You got to go figure it out in Scranton, whatever they're doing down there. Are they they're playing simulated games or whatever? I have no it's idea. Interesting. Yeah, it's just one on the yeah, team against Inter- team. Yeah, yeah, keeping everybody Inter- loose. Squad, yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, let's I mean, quick update. Webb Simpson finished with a birdie and plus one on the day, so not not terrible, not out of it. Any stretch. Oh, and I did get I did get a. Some action on it overseas on a live bet. What was so, the uh, I, what I was a, it at? Uh, plus twenty eight hundred. Plus twenty eight. Okay. Yes, it's twenty like twenty to one. Yeah. That scumbag Bregman just hit a two run homer to uh, ruin Zach Gallon's six inning effort tonight. Oh no! 
Hate, you hate to hear it. Yep. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's the story with the Yanks. I mean, everything's going pretty well right now. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, who, who happen Paxton, though? Yeah, I mean, starting pitching would be the one thing that I – mean, yeah. it's like I, I feel like a broken record every year. That, that yeah. seems to be the issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels better. Just, when, you, when you have an ace – like Cole, it feels like you you feel a little more secure. Mm-hmm. So okay, not you know one or two. You don't need all three or four of these guys figured out. You just need two guys to figure it out behind them. And Tanaka, you're pretty confident in. And then uh, yeah, Tanaka's Cole. your number uh, yeah number two guy in in a postseason yeah. series. And then after yeah. that, who the hell knows, Joe? Would you Would you rather go uh, Paxton Montgomery? Like you you want you do have nothing to do with Hap, right? Nothing to do with Hab. I I, yeah. I I weird I weirdly trust Montgomery. Uh, yeah, but he's like you know he's a back of the rotation guy. He's not yeah. somebody. Hap is just shot. Hap. The only thing you know about Hap is Game Six Houston last year. Chad Green started the game, our opener. When Hap was, yeah. Hap was on the rock, I think Hap may have even come in in that game and pitched an inning or two. I think he did like the third or fourth inning, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all you need to know about Hap. Like, the fact that he can't – I don't know. How many years did he catch game three? Like, I remember talking with you during the offseason after we acquired Hap. And first of all, never wanted him. I can just say that. No, that Never was, wanted him. That was that – it was like a – was he on a deadline deal, was it? Or yeah, was it, it was. Right deadline? Yeah, it was. It was uh, all, right, I thought, all right. Yeah, I thought it was like a week or two before the deadline. But oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was that, around that time. It was in the month. It was yeah. in July. He, yeah, just like you knew you weren't getting anything in the trade deadline because that, that was their big It was him or Hamels. That was their big trade. It was him or Hamels, and I wanted Hamels. Yeah. Just because I mean, he was a guy Trying to get who, Hamels for him. Yeah, just because he was a guy who's been in big games, World Series MVP, NLCS MVP. To me, Hap was never good. I, I, there's something I'm missing with Hap. Like the way he's talked about sometimes is like a, this guy who – Oh, you know, if he could ever uh, recreate his old form. It's like, no, he was never good. But didn't he have, like, great numbers in Fenway or something, and that's why they got him? He, he had, like, he had like, one got, good and, year in Fenway, I think. And then he got crushed in Fenway? Like, his first and only – like, his first game against him? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know the deal with Hap. He, I, you can't trust Hap. I want nothing to do with Hap in a big spot. Nothing. To me, he doesn't even have to be on the roster on October. He has no purpose. That's, he has yeah, no purpose, I would not man. Think, yeah. You may as well just carry Sessa if you want to mop up guy. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I actually trust Sessa more than I trust that. Yeah. Which is terrifying. That is, yeah, it does. If, if, if you're, if you're, if you're Hap. If that's your choice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Hap, I think this is year two of his three-year deal. I hope it was just a three-year yeah. deal. I hope it wasn't four. And I remember talking with you during the offseason and being like, do you want to re-sign Hap? And I was like, no, nah, I think I've seen enough. And you were like, yeah, seen enough. Like, we, we, saw what, <laughs> we saw what we needed to see with that guy. And uh, I don't know. Cashman just – he just – one day he's going to figure it out with the pitching. I mean, Cole was like a yeah. no-brainer. Like, obviously, you go out and get Cole. Everyone wanted Cole. But, like, he doesn't, he doesn't find those hidden gems the way he does with the position players. No. Yeah. And he does have gems, man. We just, we just talked about a couple of them. But, yeah. Sure. The pitching staff, and he does piece together a bullpen pretty nicely. I give him that. Mm, yeah. I mean, just getting just getting Britain for what he did, you know, and 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 having him closing games. I mean, he's kind of back to his old form, like his all star form. Britain looked looked great to yeah. last night. And, yeah, I like uh, Britain. Britain's great because 
you know, you, you plug him in when Chapman's not available or her or, you know, COVID, obviously. He's, he's yeah. great to plug. I think I talked about this probably last show or one show. Is you know you don't get that with Adovino, and unfortunately, Canely goes down with Tommy John. But you don't get those, yeah. those guys. Those guys don't really have the uh, the experience closing the way Britain does. Britain was an all star closer with the, you know on a postseason team in Baltimore. Yeah, um, he looks he looks great. I mean, I, if, if Chap, remember Chapman struggled it was a couple years ago, and he kind of took took a few weeks off from closing. Remember, yeah, I think that was before. Yeah, I think that was before they got Britain. Yeah, as before Britain. I'm saying exactly. like if if if, if Chapman because Chapman as great as he can be is shaky, and he mm-hmm. and he is he is he did have that moment. I don't forget that kind of shit, man. Like, all right, that's oh uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it worked out. A sure thing. He he. So, I mean, he very well could be the best closer in baseball, but he's far from a sure thing. Yeah, now, I remember I was actually in Baltimore uh, when it was right after Chapman lost his job. This was 2017. Okay. And Batantis blew the game. Chapman Payment pitched the eighth, and then Batantis oh. came in and blew the game in the ninth. Uh, it was Machado walk off, and I think that was right. That was probably the last uh, day of Dellen closing, and Chapman probably got his job back not too far after that. But I do remember that he uh, he had to be sad. That was when Girardi was uh, was still the manager the, his his last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, Ch- Chapman's far from a sure thing. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. They're definitely not rushing it. I mean, I think we could all agree there that they're definitely yeah. milking. No. Uh, no, you know, with the eight no. playoff teams, I think they realize that these games and the lineup tonight was, was a perfect example of not, uh, you know, not really having your your uh, foot on the gas, you know, full throttle. Yeah, yeah, it's not the reason they lost. Not the reason they lost, though. No, nah, but there's so many games in so few days. You're going to see weird lineups like that to get just to give a guy a blow, especially. I mean, they have their double header. Yeah. Whether it's nine or seven innings, still, like, you could see that. And, you know, I know both of us, neither of us really advocate for resting, you know, 20 something play, you know, 20 year old type players or, yeah. you know, early 30s, like, you know, get out there and play. But uh, I can understand in, in this kind of yeah, season. I, I don't mind it. Like Big series with Tampa this week. You know, yeah. If you read yeah. to that division rival team that might be the second yeah. best team. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's all right. Another doubleheader coming up on Saturday too, which I would hope you play your you know your big guys in both of those games, meaning DJ and Judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you know, just move on. Montgomery though, Montgomery. Getting back to Montgomery, I don't know something about him that I think he can give you a solid five innings in a playoff game. He just uh, yeah, he look kind of looks the part, you know, lefty pitcher. We wanted to get you know pick up some grit along the way, and uh, it can be solid. Yeah, he works yeah. out of the jam here and there. He's got yes, he lives He's, with runners on base exactly yeah. like Pettit used to. You know, Pettit at his peak, Pettit, you know, prime Pettit was never going to be eight innings, one run, ten Ks. Like that yeah. just wasn't Pettit. Yeah, you know, unless you want to count, yeah, battle. unless you want to count, you know, Game Five, ninety six World Series. But like Pettit was always a guy who just would always get a big double play to get out of an inning. And I see yeah. a little bit of Montgomery there. Like, ob- obviously, Montgomery's, you know, in his wildest dreams, he's, you know, yeah. half the player Pettit is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah. that's why I see him get stronger now for coming back from surgery and just, you know, he hasn't pitched in, you know, two yeah. years. Keep running just, him out there. Don't yeah. lose faith in Montgomery. Keep running him out there. If they're going to run half out there, they're going to run Montgomery out. You have to. Let let Montgomery figure it out. I want want to see what we have. I'm not not saying I'm completely sold on him. I'm just saying I see the potential there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on Montgomery for sure. Let's see yeah. what he's got. And yeah, he's he's he, he's earned his chance. He's he earned his way back into the roster, into the rotation. Yeah. He's earned. He's earned. How his was chance. he? How was he against Boston? He pitched against Boston last Friday. It wasn't like five innings, one run, maybe or yeah. two runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that. He's all yeah, right, just let him, let him, you know. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, best case scenario, he could become your number two this year. Who knows? You know, like let him, let him figure it out, man. Every five days, and no, no yeah. kid gloves. Let him pitch. Let him pitch. Let him. That's pitch. it. As you see, um, I, don't, I I only saw the clip. I didn't read anything into it. But uh, Ozzie Guillen going off on of Nick Swisher today. Oh, he said he hates Swisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to a game in '08. Uh, it was probably with you. Uh, we went to go see it was Yanks White Sox, and looking up at Nick Swisher's batting average, being like, "Jeez, this guy stink." <laughs> I mean, who who would have thought we end up signing them and winning the World Series next year? Uh, but yeah, I do. I remember specifically Swisher being awful that year and really not liking the signing. And I've never, I was never a Swisher guy ever. No. Uh, but you know, oh nine, we, you know, it's we won with him. He had a few moments. Uh, not that not a guy who's ever going to hit big time pitching, but I understand I understand where Ozzie Gein's coming from. Is my point. I'm not going to knock Ozzie Gein. He, he probably should hate Nick Swisher. He he said he didn't like him because he was fake, had a fake personality. Everything was just, just fugazi for show. And I'm so glad that somebody <sighs> yeah. that somebody saw that because because that's like it's how with Swisher. He's always smiling, laughing, the jovial you know goofball uh-huh. like Ozzie Gein doesn't play that game, man. <laughs> Ozzie Gein doesn't even do with a guy like that. All right, that's good. I'm glad somebody fucking said it. Yeah, Swisher. Yeah, he is a little too much. Uh, he is. He could be a little too much at times. Let's say that. I yeah. appreciate 09 and all, but uh, yeah, on, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not Mister Yankee. Like, relax. He did he throw out the first? <laughs> pitch? Did he throw out the first pitch at a game uh, recently. He's been back. Be he's, he's been back. Does he work for Yes a little bit? He does something. He's way. He's way too involved for having the career that he had. You know? Yeah, I don't know how he swung that. There's there's some more suckers in the in the Yankee front office than there are in Ozzie Guillen's, uh I don't know house or whatever. Yeah, well, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally get Ozzie Guillen because he, yeah, he. I actually saw Swisher on Match Game recently, and he oh. just, he kind of he kind of bo- he kind of bothered <laughs> yeah. me. That personality kind of bothered me. Like I can't, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. It's just something. Uh, Something off about him, like I, I just don't, that I don't care for. Just a big match game fan, man. Oh yeah, DVR. Yeah. Wow. It, it, really? No, it's not. I, I DVR that. I DVR Celebrity Family Feud. It's nice to have those, uh, you know, in the uh, in the arsenal when you need something to watch, like during dinner maybe or kill some time, man. Yep. Yeah, they're good. They're good time killers. All right. Before we move on, I just want to ask you one thing. How, how did you guys make out during the storm? Uh, we, just, we just had a big old <laughs> tropical storm. If you happen to be listening from anywhere else in the country or the world, we just had a big hurricane came up uh, the East Coast, turned into a tropical storm. We got a bunch of wind the other day, rain. Uh, There's a lot. Of, I, think, I think it knocked out more power up here than Hurricane Sandy knocked out, which is weird. Yeah, it is. Um, we, uh, what was the name of that storm? I don't know. Isaiah, not Isaiah, but it looked like Isaiah. Yeah, it began with an I. Yeah. Um. We did all things considered. We did all right. We uh, the power like flickered in and out like between four and maybe seven or eight. Like it would just we lose it for like a couple seconds. Yeah, have to reset the clock on the stove and all that. Mm-hmm. 
And then around eight o'clock, around eight o'clock on is this Tuesday night? Is this two two, two days ago? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah I lost lost power. I guess eight thirty, which oh. sucks. That you know, AC's out, pitch Ooh. dark, and uh, I went online and started reading about all the uh, power outages all over the state. With I have EverSource. I know some people have UI, some people have EverSource, and EverSource yeah. had like four to five hundred thousand. Uh, houses yeah. without power, <laughs> so I was like, "Shit!" And I just, we just went grocery shopping over the weekend, so I uh, oh. texted my mother to see if she had power. She said she did, and I made the uh, firmer decision to pack up like a bunch of shit in my fridge that I didn't want to go bad and have to you know buy all over again this weekend. Yep, packed up the bag, uh, loaded up my car, got to my mother's, and as soon as I pulled in the driveway, my fiance texted me saying we got power back. <laughs> so I was, I was expecting a couple days uh, without power, um, but I didn't complain because I, I had a feeling in the back of my head that was going to happen, but anything's better than not having power. The fact that I went all the way there, it wasn't that far anyways. Uh, you know, the fact that I went all the way there and we got power back as soon as I pulled in the driveway was uh, something I was able to live with. Could have been worse. Yeah, I just popped in there, said hello, and I said, yeah, we just got power back. I'm going to take the chance of... Uh, Take the chance of uh, that we don't lose it again, and I brought everything back. And we actually may have lost power on Wednesday. My fiance got a text on her phone because we get some sort of she gets an email or a text whenever we lose power, and she got one during work mm-hmm. uh, that we had lost power again. But then her mother came over and said we had power. So cross your fingers, we're all good right now. And there are some good. houses that uh, around here, like a block or two over, where I'm pretty sure there's no power still. There's uh, there was some trees down. There was because uh, I drove. I drove like you know driving to my mother's that night. I was like a little bit of an obstacle course. A couple a couple areas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was able to get a little lay of the land around the neighborhood to see who had power and who didn't. And most most people didn't. But I think uh, it's a little like fifty fifty over here. What about up there? Uh, we did all right. We got a pretty good show. Just a lot of wind um, came through. Some branches down. We, like, you know, we're in the condo, so I think all the power lines are underground for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're good power-wise. Um, and they, around the neighborhood, though, yeah, same thing. Obstacle course, you go down, there's some branches, there's some trees down. On the golf course yesterday, I saw some trees down. Uh, but nothing, yeah, nothing too bad. Some shingles flew off our roof and some of the neighbor's roofs, and they'll, we'll come around and fix that at, at some point. Mm-hmm. But nothing, no leaks, nothing like that, nothing crazy, so. Yeah, we're doing all right, man. Yeah, we just – um, yeah, all things considered, it wasn't bad. A few branches went down in the front yard, and the only casualty was uh, – what the, I wasn't home for this, but the uh, one of my deck chairs flew down the stairs, <laughs> and a little piece of the deck flew off, but uh, I think it could just be super clued back. So, uh, yeah, like Not my, my mother – yeah, bad. my mother – my mother's yard got hit pretty hard, and her neighbor, uh, who her her neighbor, like I go over to my mother's and use the pool sometimes, and you mm-hmm. could hear uh, just when there's a little bit of casual wind. Uh, casual mm-hmm. wind is that a thing? Ca- a little casual, <laughs> little not... casual gust of wind flew by, <laughs> and not, you yeah. would hear the tree in his yard like creaking, like, and I'd be like, oh. "That's," I I like turn to my mother, like, "Am I hearing that right?" And she's like, yeah, I'd be like, that thing, uh, you know, could go down at any time. 
So, you know, Tuesday, that, that, was, uh, that was judgment day for, uh, yeah, that tree. So their, their yard, and they had like a little, uh, like canopy thing set up, like not a canopy, like a tent sort of, uh, like patio slash tent thing. That thing blew over, and my mother had a bunch of, uh, branches in her yard. Wait. So, was that a tent? You, you couldn't take it down before the storm? Like, wasn't like one of those. I don't know. Those I, don't, I, don't, ones? I don't know. I, all I got was a picture of it. I, I don't know. The uh, right. um, but yeah, some people, uh, yeah, some people got hit pretty hard. So all things, all things considered, we were, uh, we were pretty fortunate. It wasn't too bad at all. I think a casual wind might be kind of one you fart, but it comes out like without any effort at all. Oh, okay. like, sometimes like, you got to kind of, sometimes you got to force it. You don't have to lift your leg thing. up. Exactly. You just kind of let exactly. it out when you're walking. It just, yeah, it just goes with your motion, right? It just kind of comes out with the steps. Exactly. Okay. Casual wind. There's a couple, there's a couple of different uses. I think that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no real transition. Where do you want to go from here? You want to go NBA? You want to go hockey? What do you want to do? Uh, you're, let's just finish up you're, baseball because I don't have, I don't have too much baseball. Um, all right. I just figured I'd Trump. mention. You are a, you, you're Sunday poor's Mister Unlimited, so. Yeah, uh, I just want—I figured I'd bring up the Red Hot Marlins, especially since they just a few minutes ago went ahead of the Orioles again, eight-six in the top of the eighth. I mean, they're on their way. If they can get six more outs, going six and one, and at this point, I think they're becoming a story. I know it's seven games, and normally it wouldn't mean much, but the fact that it's a short season. The fact that they didn't play for over a week, they had 18 of their 30 guys test uh, positive for COVID. Sure. Um, interesting, just crazy, crazy, uh, crazy beginning. I know it's the Orioles, but say hey, the Orioles were beating some teams, you know? So yep. uh, they beat the Red Sox, they swept the Rays. Uh, so the Marlins, six and one, I think they go. Should have wrote this down. I think they go and they play Washington and Philly on the road next. Not that it matters, road or home. Um, I think they go and they play. They start playing a little bit better quality team. So just something to keep in uh, keep an eye on. Is, and, my, are Miami, is Miami taking over for the Pirates? As our as our, no, I, no, I don't think I'm. I'm not going to root. Uh, well, maybe I'll root for them a little bit, but I don't. I don't have any expectations of Miami. I have no love for them anyway, so. Um, <laughs> Pirates will come back win today against the Twins. Yeah, finally got off the Schneid, man. The Twins were beating the shit out of them all week. <laughs> and shout out to the Royals, too, giving out on the uh, Twitter page. Uh, really, finally. I mean, the Cubs were on a six-game winning streak. The Royals were on a six-game losing streak. I figured something had to give. And uh, 13-2. to two. They get in in the win column. Tyler, I saw Tyler Chatwood's ERA. It, it looked too good. I was like, <laughs> something, something, uh, something's got to give, you know. Um, yeah, you had, to be, you had to be a real idiot to trot Tyler Tra- Chatwood out there in your fantasy team tonight. That's for sure. Oh, do you have him? I sure do. Not anymore. Uh, he'll, he'll be he'll be in the waivers tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Yeah, pitching <laughs> is uh, certainly at a premium this year. Yeah, there's just not many. Uh, not, they were talking about that on the broadcast today, actually, about uh, – or no, maybe it was Joe and Evan. Somebody on the fan was talking about it, about, you know, Garrett Cole being uh, – oh, Blackhawks just tied it up with two quick goals. That's 3-3. Three, three. Um, 
and they were talking about like how many real aces, not even aces, but how many like good like six, seven inning pitchers are there in baseball? There's not many, you know. Uh-oh. All right, that was the first time that ever happened. We got a phone call in the middle of recording and jacked up the uh, whole process, but we're back. Um, I'm just going to be like two seconds on the uh, actual show, but we're back here. So, uh, hey, anything else you want to say about Marlins or baseball or anything like that? Yeah, just one more quick thing about Albert Pujols, who is on the doorstep of uh, tying and passing Willie Mays. A uh, couple reasons why this might not be getting the attention that it deserves. One could be because, uh, I mean, elephant in the room, COVID. You know, this season's kind of a shit show, 60 games, no fans, um, just everything is off about this season. So maybe that's part of it. You know, we're not really focused on personal records. The other one could be, I don't know, that we're so jaded from the steroid era and um, we're just kind of like the, the home run is just also so much a part of the game now that maybe, I don't know if we've taken it for granted or... Um, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's something, I just remember growing up with mile, like home run milestones are such a big thing. And I feel like this one has been kind of buried. So maybe it is the COVID. Maybe it's not, I don't know. I think maybe. it's like a combination of those two things. Plus I think like pulse as good as he was never really like, never really lived up to any kind of expectation of like a hall of fame, all time player. I, like Willie, you hear the name Willie Mays, and you think I would disagree I mean, with that though. Pujols, you look at Pujols' ten first like eleven years, all with the Cardinals, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. And even I mean, even had a few good years that kind of go overlooked in uh, in Anaheim, but but it, this, he kind of all that gets overlooked by the contract, and mm-hmm. that takes over everything when you talk, when you think about Pujols. That might have something to do with it too. I think he just, I don't think there's any like kind of. Uh, magic surrounding pools like there would be a guy like William Mays. No. But but it, that has to do with like I mean that also has to do with what you said about like, you know, the the home run itself has lost some of his luster. Yeah. Um so um he's buried yeah, in Anaheim too. Just you know in the West Coast East Coast bias, whatever you can say whatever you want. He is buried in Anaheim. Yeah, for sure. I mean he's forgotten man out there. It'd be different if he had stayed with the Cardinals, I think. That's true. Historic because, because, franchise, you know, stand usual, all the championships. The fans would have embraced it. Yeah, for sure. Headed for 660. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely different. I guess that's part of it. If you look at, like, just feared right-handed hitters, I would say in my lifetime he's second to Manny. Just guys who strike fair in you that could just wreck a game. Yeah. Yeah, I think – you're right, because Manny's probably the best that we'll see from the right-hitting side of the plate. Manny's probably, I mean, he's a steroid guy, obviously, so, you know, we'll, we'll put steroids on the back burner for now. Manny's well, yeah. probably the best right-handed hitter since DiMaggio. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Cheater, yeah, no. it's worth noting, but, you know, if you're, just, if you're putting that aside, <laughs> no, if, you're, if you're putting all that aside and you're just looking at numbers and looking at, yeah. like on the field, like Manny was probably the best one since uh, yeah. DiMaggio. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't like agreeing with that, but yeah, no. Manny, sure. yeah, Manny could just wreck a game. Manny was clutch, and you know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be worth 
if I'm around the TV and I know the Angels are playing, I'll definitely uh, turn it on. Especially because if you take Pujols at his word, and I know he's been on the record saying this a few times in the past, you know, he says he's never taken steroids. So if you're just going to count clean guys, he yeah. would be – I mean, who who do you have ahead of him? It would be just Aaron and Ruth ahead of him because yeah. the other, yeah. other two guys would be Bonds and A-Rod who are obviously tainted. So, uh, I mean, I think it's a big deal. Him, He's probably not going to get to 700. Wait, how many home runs did Frank Robinson have? Frank, I believe 586. Oh, that's it? All right. I know he's, he was up there, but I, he kind of lost in the shuffle of where he landed. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was five eighty. Yeah, he was. He I think he may be the closest to six hundred without actually having six hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're near a TV this uh, weekend, and you're like a baseball nerd. It'd be worth checking out maybe MLB Network. I'm, they should be going into pool set bats. Okay, while we're on the Angels, can I ask one question about yeah. uh, new fa- the new father of I don't know the kid's name is Beckham Grayson, Beckham, Beckham Aaron Trout. His initials are Bat. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> and his name's Ben. Uh, yeah, he could do a lot better. Ben, something I don't know. Yeah. Um, but how come Trout could come back so quick? Oh, without like quarantining? Yeah, like I was in a hospital for Christ's sake. Like the last place you want to be is a hospital. May I mean he's got money. Maybe he did a, uh, something at his house. That's true. Maybe he she maybe she, maybe she did like maybe she did like the bath the bathtub birth. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, the, the uh, stillbirth or whatever you want to call it. Not not stillbirth. That's really bad. Uh, the uh, <laughs> it's something nat- where like they don't take nat- drugs and shit. Hippie natural shit. natural birth or something. Water birth. Water birth. Yeah, that sounds a lot better. All right, definitely not stillbirth. Yeah. No, um, Jesus God. Well, well, I mean, I don't know, like. There's no way Trout is has the same experience as you did when you had your kids. Like, there's no way he's he's getting some sort of special, <laughs> some sort of special treatment. Like, he's not you know uh, sharing a hospital. I don't know if you had to share a hospital room with anybody else. But like, there's no way he's uh, he, he's getting. I was pretty. Well, I was pretty well taken care of. I was pretty well taken care of. Not not as well as Mike Trout. <laughs> He's Probably. got. He's getting like they got to be getting serious preferential treatment. I, I'm going to say they weren't even at the hospital. He he could have had like a wing built in his uh, fucking house call for a childbirth. I oh, could shit. see it, man. With these guys, who knows, man? You got all that money. I anything yeah. to avoid the hospital, man. I, yeah, I would. it's true. I, I yeah. do. It. Uh, that's fair. So that's my only. I mean, he probably still should have had the quarantine anyways, but who knows? I guess he. I'm sure he got tested and got his. Uh, Got his two negative tests. Who yeah. Knows? Then they're doing. They got chaperones now too. Major league teams. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm there thrilled about it. You got to check in with somebody before you go before you leave your fucking hotel room. <laughs> I know it's only a matter of time before somebody goes on like eight nine game losing streak and just says fuck it and goes to a bar or a club. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I was right around the bend. Chaperone. Chaperone reminds me of uh, League of Their Own. Oh, who's, yeah. the, who's the the chick they brought with them? The, yeah, I love being oh. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dugan, yeah. Mr. Dugan. They spike, they spike her drink, right? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's what that made me think of when I saw it was a chaperone. <laughs> that's great. The hell is her name? It's gonna piss me off. Oh, if I, think I what have her no name idea. Is. I, the Wicked Witch. That's how. I, that's how I remember it, just because of that line from Dugan. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's going to come to me at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on? We got uh, 
NHL is just about wrapping up their round, not round robin, the, the playing rounds. I don't know what you call it. NHL. I call it the playoffs, but I guess they're called oh, the NHL. Stanley Cup qualifiers. I think they're considered playoff wins because when the Panthers won yesterday, they said it had been yep, something like 1,100. So I think they're considered playoff wins, even though it's called the qualifying round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, NHL, real quick. I've watched a little bit. Um, you know, I, I was saying how the NBA would have a March Madness feel. Well, you know, nothing says March Madness like uh, the tw- uh, 12 seed over a 5 seed. And right now, both at 5 noon. seeds. Yeah, at noon, right. <laughs> Bo- both 5 seeds are, uh, uh, you know, backs against the wall. I wouldn't count either of them out just because it's hockey. All these games take a lot of life of their own. There's, you know, you never, you're, never, you're never out of it in hockey. Um, no. But you have the Canadians on one end. Shea Weber, veteran defenseman last night, former Nashville Predator, so a guy who's been, you know, in the playoffs. He was actually traded for P.K. Subban back in 2016. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think Subban plays for the Devils now, right? So Subban's been on a couple of teams since then. Yeah, he's made the rounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he had the first goal of the game last night. They came back from down 3-1. He assisted on the two others. So that, that game is 4 o'clock tomorrow. That's a – I love those these start times, man. Four o'clock, big playoff games, great. I can get used to it, man. I know yeah. people, people are talking about how it sucks for like the fan, but I mean, there's like uh, work from home. I mean, people people make it work there March Madness. If you're a fan, you'll make it work there. And yeah, I mean, I'm not. I could pro- yeah, I could probably watch this as much at you know. I got the gym at work and you know computer at work. You're not able to yep. lock into it and watch every bit of it, but just having it on in the background just is is awesome. Yeah, it's very. Um, cool. And then the other one in the Western Conference, you know, uh, for all the bad that the coronavirus has done the last four or five months, just uprooted everyone's life. You know, the, the one, the one uh, team, one thing that it may have given life to is the Blackhawks because you want to talk about a team who has just stunk the last couple of years, you know, with the bad contracts and just – I mean, I was going through their roster today just looking at the box score from yesterday. There's maybe like four or five – Four guys left over from the championship uh, team mm. of five years ago, mm. but I may have underestimated the uh, the aspect of this you know playoff format under the bubble. Just a team that has been there before, and uh, they've just I mean they still have those veteran guys. You know, Tate last night with two goals and the game winner with a minute left. It's just uh, so again, it's not over. You know, Edmonton still has a chance, but. Um, just yeah, uh, they got some crazy. firepower. That that game is six forty-five tomorrow. So back just, to back, just, just takes like the right group of guys to embrace the format and say, "Look, we got something special we can do here. We can go out, we can surprise some people. They're not going to be expecting it. We've had three months off to rest. You know, you, usually you're coming in off eighty-two game or what is it, eighty-four in hockey, eighty-four game schedule. You're, yeah, eighty-two. Right, so you're exhausted. Like, look, now we got we got a little burst here. Let's let's go out, get everything we got. So let's surprise somebody. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and they were the twelfth best team in the West, so they were. I mean, if, if the season hadn't gotten canceled, they would have just been playing out the string. Now you've given yeah. them a whole new life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Jackets Maple Leafs going to OT. By the way, nice That's a big big swing game game three. Um, yeah, other than that in hockey, I don't know. Rangers went out quick. They looked pretty bad. Uh, oh yeah. Is, I got a text from they played uh, they played noon on Saturday was that game one and yes. or noon or one on Saturday I got a text from from a friend he was like I think the Rangers do some damage in this format 
I thought. Four, I, mean, I didn't think they get swept. I, they, I didn't think they get swept. I thought they'd do all right, but they looked. Uh, well, they terrible. they played Henrik. They played Henrik for the. Did he play all three games? No, the, the kid, kid played game three. Uh, I mean, like the, he was hurt or something. Was that the story? Yeah. Well, I, was in the, I think I don't. On, I man. didn't really look into it. Three weeks, three months off. Yeah, come back ready, man. They yeah. were not ready. Carolina looked good, but the Rangers looked equally bad. I would say, uh, just sloppy, rusty, and they were hot before the uh, pandemic hit. They were. Um, they looked like they were going to go right past the Islanders and make a run towards the playoffs. But obviously, uh, young team, they didn't respond well. Um, Flames looking to close it out tonight. I gave out Winnipeg tonight just because I feel like that's an even series and. Winnipeg was kind of a big underdog. I wasn't exactly sure why. Uh, and then Isles tomorrow could wrap it up at noon. Let's go. Hopefully they could uh, take care of business. You don't want to prolong it to Sunday. Uh, but no, good I series. Want, I want very to see very competitive series. You know, there was only one sweep in the Rangers uh, series. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's been pretty uh, competitive. Canucks won tonight, today to go up 2-1. Um, yeah, it's basically it. Like I said, Black uh, Blue Jackets, Leafs going to uh, OT here, big game three. So the product on the ice has been, even without the fans, it's been uh, very competitive and the intensity has uh, has been there. I have not watched yes, any sir. of the round-robin games, the qualifying seeding games. I know the Bruins have looked terrible, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't really worry. That, it does kind of suck for them that they may end up being the four seed when they were clearly headed for the President's Trophy or yeah. President's Cup or whatever. <laughs> But I mean, what other way is there to do it? You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you can't like make them just sit around for two weeks while all these teams get you know their legs under them and get get back into playing shape. Yeah, so you, you gotta do something. Yeah, then you're sitting duck for a team with some momentum. Yeah, but you gotta find a way to tune up. And if if you're not winning hockey, then they, you know the, the, the consequences are what they are. You're gonna have to kind of go down the seedings. I haven't been following like the seedings, the high, the upper seedings in the in the NBA. Well, is anybody really jacking for position like that in the NBA? Uh, uh, not, no. not, not, not talking like final. You're talking about the higher like, seeds. Yeah, the higher seeds, the mid-range seeds. Milwaukee, uh-huh. well, not, no, Milwaukee's first no matter what. Milwaukee's, um, I think they, they're virtually locked into one. Uh, yeah. No, that's uh, – oh, by the way, Diamondbacks walked off the Astros, so that's awesome. Nice Even done. Zach Gallon died a hero, so uh, – Junior, Zach Gallon Junior, <laughs> So Junior Guerra could uh, get the win in relief. Uh, and the Marlins actually just went final 8-7. So uh, Red Hot Marlins, 6-1. Jeez, now. first place Marlins. First place Marlins. Has a ring to it. Uh, so NBA, yeah. Um, the, the thing I've been, and I haven't watched that much, but the thing I've been at least following, because a lot of these mm-hmm. games are on when I'm at work, and, I, and I've just been following the box scores, GameCast, Yep. Is the race for that those final two seeds in the West? The East is the eight teams are set. It's just down. It comes down to seeding. Um, so before I, you go to the West, let me the the Nets beat the Bucks the other day. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think the Bucks didn't put their best effort forward because they'd rather see the Magic? They don't want the Magic to flip up with the Nets in uh, that first round. I I don't I have no idea what their motivation was. All I know is the Bucks looked terrible again today. And then they went on huh. like a twenty to zero run to beat the Heat. It was their yeah. guys were playing though. I saw Giannis was playing. Uh, yeah. I turned it off for two seconds, and it, they just went. The NBA is just crazy with the runs in these games, man. Like you're you're being up fifteen points nowadays is like what it used to be being up four or five. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's crazy. Couple trips down, couple trips down, couple threes. 
It, it really it is. Really like, I, had, I had the Grizzlies yesterday. They were getting points against Utah, and mm-hmm. they were up consistently like, you know, eight, ten points in the first half, and then the Jazz went on a 22-1 to one run like the final five minutes. And it's just crazy, you know what I mean? And if you go cold in the NBA these days, man, the other team's just going to go past you like you're standing still. Yep. Uh, but like you yep. said, Nets beating the Bucks, which was cool. It's probably the last game Nets win all season. <laughs> so it was cool to at least enjoy that for one day. Uh, Raptors look great. They haven't missed a beat. They beat the Lakers, the Heat, and the Magic. Those are all playoff teams. So the Raptors could be a team to keep an eye on. Although I would argue – as a Nets fan looking forward, I feel like we still have a better chance against the Raptors because just no Kawhi this year and the playoffs are a different animal where uh, I'm sure the Raptors would be good enough to beat the Nets in the first round, but they're not going to yeah. have that, that go-to. I love Van Vliet. I would do anything to have Van Vliet on my team, but he's not, he's not that guy. He's not uh, Van Vliet a killer. Is, no, he's not. He's not. He, he right. is a killer in a sense, but he's not, he's not the guy. The. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a nice he's a nice guy to have. Um, yeah. So I mean, they're they're a bright spot though. They've looked great. They won again. I think they played. Oh no, it was yesterday they beat the Magic. Okay, these games are all blended. All the days are blended in. Uh, and then it was also nice to see the Sixers still hate each other. Yeah, I think they got. That? Didn't they get into a fight like their first? Yeah. Game? First yelling each other on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Disaster. <laughs> ben Simmons has a partial tear in his knee that I can't seem to get answers on. Like, it looks like something like he'd be out for the year on, but maybe he's not. Uh, either way, the Sixers aren't long for the playoffs. They might be able to make a little bit of noise, but I don't think you have to worry about them. So the East, to me, is just a bunch of teams that we'll see. Like, the Bucks and Raptors will be 1-2. and two, Nets and Magic will be 7-8. and eight, And then 3-6, through six, who knows. But the thing that's really caught my attention was the, the race for the 8-9 uh, seeds in the West. Yeah. So you have, you have the Grizzlies, who are winless in the bubble right now. They're 0-4, yep. so they've kind of come mm-hmm. back to the pack a little bit. You have the Blazers right now sitting in the nine, uh, nine spot, mm-hmm. who they just went final. They beat the Nuggets. Uh, I guess they're 3-1 and one in the bubble. No, they, had a huge, they had a big uh, win out of the gate against the Grizz in OT. Yeah, they're three and one. Yeah, three and one. Yep. And then you got the Spurs. All a bunch of teams with thirty-nine losses. I feel like you have the Spurs. Spurs uh, actually have thirty-eight. Yeah, Blazers thirty-eight losses. The Spurs have thirty-eight losses. And then the Kings, Pelicans, and Suns have thirty-nine losses. Right, and the Suns who have you know of course it's like it's kind of like the Zion Invitational. The whole reason they're doing this format and the bubble and the eight-nine matchup. The Suns mm-hmm. have definitely crashed the Zion Invitational. They're 4-0 now. They beat the Pacers tonight. So they're, they're a team that, you know, a week ago looked like they were just along for the ride, but now they've really thrown themselves in the mix. So, And I don't know if we went over this on the show, but the format as I understand it, and I, try, I, I looked into it just because I had to, mm-hmm. the 8 and the 9 seeds will make it into the play-in round, which is – next Saturday and Sunday. And how it works is there's no game scheduled for that day. There's not going to be a plan in the East because the Wizards suck. The 8-9 uh, plan works like this. The 8 seed has to win once. So they're going to play on Saturday, right? If the 8 seed wins that game, they move on. They go play uh, the Lakers. Okay. If the 9 seed wins, they play again Sunday, and that, and that team moves on. So it's double elimination for uh, 
the eight seed. They have to lose twice. The nine seed has to win twice. You got it? I think so. I'm also, as you're telling me, I'm reading it off the NBA.com I think I have that right. Site. So let's say it ended today, right? Grizzlies, Blazers. Yeah. They would play – the Grizzlies would be the eight, Blazers nine. They play on Saturday. If the Grizzlies win, they move on. They're in. Play the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. If, if yeah. the Blazers win, they got to play again Sunday, and the winner of that game plays the Lakers. Because they are – Less than four games up or something? Is yeah, they have to be – yeah. which it's going to be. There's no way the Grizzlies yeah. are going to pull ahead and be four games ahead of yeah. all these teams. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, so right now it looks like Grizzlies-Blazers. Uh, big game on Sunday afternoon. I would say an elimination game. The Spurs are playing the Pelicans. Pelicans had a bad loss today to the Kings. So they're actually even with the Kings right now. I would say whoever loses that game is probably out. The winner's probably not going anywhere either, but the loser, I would say, is definitely out. That'd be their 40th loss. So right now it looks like Grizzlies-Blazers. Blazers are the dangerous team, I would say, that could give the Lakers the best uh, – make the Lakers sweat the most. I would say yeah, it's the Blazers. Sure. You know, Lillard, yeah. McCollum, you know, Carmelo could play a few minutes off the bench. Nurkic, uh, yeah. yeah, I would say the Blazers are probably that team that is the most equipped to. Uh, and they're in the they're in the conference finals last year, man. Right? Didn't they get they, to the Western Conference Finals? Oh, they did. Right, they beat Denver yeah. in the uh, in the semis, and then they went and got smoked by Golden State. Yeah, so yeah, Portland definitely that would be the team. I think that's not splitting the atom. I think everyone kind of knows that that's the team that is the scariest of the uh, you know eight eight seeds. Yeah, I don't think Grizzlies have uh, Jaron Jackson is hurt. Yeah, the Grizzlies right? they're kind of, they're, are they're decimated. Yeah, they're kind of limping. They're they're limping in. Who knows? They may not even end up being eight. They may end up falling back to the nine. The Blazers might pass them. Have you watched any Portland uh, since they've been back? A little bit. Yeah, I saw them a little bit against the Grizzlies, and I actually watched them against Houston the other night. I saw the end of that. That was an intense game, Houston Portland. Uh, yeah. I think that stems from Westbrook and Willard hating each other. You know, yeah. Lillard obviously yeah. walked them off last year in the first round with that bomb. It was Westbrook's yeah. last game uh, as, a, as a Thunder. Um, yeah. So there was, there was no love there. They were both going hard at each other, and Portland ended up uh, pulling it out. So that was kind of cool. The intensity has been there, you know, in a lot of mm-hmm. these games. It just comes down to which games matter and, and, and which don't, you know. I think it's worked out really well because it's, like the big guy is kind of getting tuned up a little bit. And the, like you'll see LeBron takes tonight off and – uh, John has only played half a game against the Nets. Like you, you'll see that happening from time to time, and then you get to see these the, the race for uh, the remaining spots. Um, you know, as as we get towards the end of this um, regular, I don't know what I don't know what you call it, regular season seeding games. Mm-hmm. So my my question about the about Portland was like, is how, how real is the mellow hype? Like, is it just? Is it that people just want to have him as a good story? People dying for a good Carmelo story? Um, that's part of it, but I think he has played decent, and he's kind of – I think he's bought into being a role player, and he's looked – I don't know, he looks in good shape. He's just – Looks in great shape, yeah. Just things that you haven't really seen out of Melo before. I, you know, I remember – like tonight, he didn't do anything special. He played 32 minutes and scored seven points. So it's not like he's leaving that much of an impact on, on uh, the game. But he's just—I think he's just bought into his role. Lillard had 45 tonight, so he had a monster oh, game geez. against Denver. Uh, Gary Gary Trent Jr. is actually probably the bigger story on Portland. He's uh, 
been playing really good off the bench. He dropped 27 tonight, and he's been really good. Portland just da- a dangerous team. I would I would definitely expect them to be one of the uh, two teams playing next weekend in that playing round. That'd be cool. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, actually looking forward to that night. You laid it out for me so clearly. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That was the, uh, best I, be was the best I could do. Seeing it's I, I mean, it's I'm, weird, I'm not, yeah. I'm not even sure if I understand it. Yeah, I think you got, I think you got it. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a kind of a round robin. The double elimination for one team. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, yeah, I want to see what else Mello did. Like, I guess, who was who disrespecting Mello that uh, – who somebody had – did Lillard have to come out and, like, defend him or something? Oh, I didn't see that. Like, like somebody said that – I always thought it was Lillard's comment was like it's disrespectful to talk about Carmelo for in in some way because he's a Hall of Famer, and now I got people all oh like, is that right fired up. So I, I yeah I don't know what I don't know what the comment was, but I mean Melo to me, I think he is a Hall of Famer, but I think his career, uh, I think he as good as he was, was still underachieved a little bit throughout his career. Uh... That's my feeling on Carmelo. It's sad. Yeah, it's tough. He was, you know, number three overall. Um, the Nuggets, they went to a Western Conference final. I think that was as far as he got with them. Uh, definitely as far as he got with them. Um, Knicks, yeah. that, they had that one year. Stepping around. The Pacers yep. series. I don't know. It, dep- it depends which way you want to look at it. I guess, yeah, because he never played, never made it to a finals. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can make the argument that he, he underachieved. It depends how it depends how good you thought he was coming into into the league, into his career. Like obviously in that draft, you have LeBron, who's obviously an immortal, and then yeah. you know Wade, who's better than uh, who's better than Carmelo. Um, I feel like when he got to the Knicks, he kind of he changed his game to be like the the guy to score. Like he was kind of the, he was kind of the guy in Denver, but that was more of a team, right? Because he had Chauncey was there, and it was it was more of a team built together, not around him. Yeah, Does that makes sense. I, th- I felt like he was always that kind of player, though, even in Denver. I thought he was to me in Denver. He was more like a double double guy in New York. He was just a scorer, a great scorer. But I feel like he kind of let other aspects of his game slip, so he can be the primary scorer. Yeah, I would, I would, I would actually argue that they just, in terms of the Knicks, they never really put the right pieces around him. That's yeah, that's probably fair too. Yeah, for uh, sure. Not that, not that I think he was this great player that could have been, uh, you know, an NBA champion, Finals MVP, or whatever. Just, um, you know, those Knicks teams just weren't, they just weren't good enough to. And obviously, they were the Heat were standing in their way, even if they beat the Pacers, so they weren't beating the Heat, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, losing that series to the Pacers, though, was kind of uh, – I think that may have been a little bit of a black eye on his career because he was the best player in that series. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look at that Pacers team, but I'm pretty sure Carmelo was the best player in that series. And for them mm-hmm. to go out like that, I think, was um, kind of something, something that didn't sit well with Knicks. They could have lived with losing to the Heat, but losing to the Pacers kind of didn't sit well. Yeah. Yeah, I get my my my. I was looking at his numbers right now. He he was just as good a rebounder in New York as he was in Denver. But he he definitely 
from the time he got to New York, started he was shooting two more threes a game, basically. I, well, I think part of that was because the team wasn't as good. He needed to. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because sure. a couple of those Denver teams were good. Like I said, they went to the Western Finals the year – I believe it was the year the Lakers played the Magic in the Finals. And they okay. took the Lakers to six games. Like, it was a pretty competitive series. Uh, I would say Chauncey was on that team, and uh, I think – J.R. Smith was on that Nuggets team. I'm sure they had. I'm sure they had to have some other pieces that are slipping my mind. But uh, was it was Iverson a backup on one of those teams? Uh, I don't know if he was on the team that. What year? What year was that? That would would have been the oh9 08-09 team, I believe. That's a team, yeah. That's the best team he he played on, I think. Uh, Birdman was on those teams. Oh, this that didn't well, took me to the took me to a wrong took me to the wrong page. I'm like, I opened up the Denver from that from Carmelo's page mm-hmm. in that year, and I'm like, it's like Bull Bull, and I don't know. Oh yeah, Kenyon Martin was on a team. Kmart, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he, he, had some, he had some, like, veterans around him who were... Tate Jones. <laughs> you know, kind of like winning winning players. Billups, Kmart was on those net teams. He never really had that in New York. No, no. Yeah, Iverson was there the year before. 07, 08. Beat the Lakers in game two in L.A. He dropped 34 points, so... Yeah, it's a All right, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being a little harsh on him then. Maybe he's uh, about well. I mean, he never did go though. to a final, so I mean, he's at being the number three pick overall. You are underachieving yeah. to an extent. I, I don't think he was like a bust, though. He definitely wasn't okay. a bust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to talk. To, I'd have to talk to a Knicks fan about his what they would say because, in one sense, you know, he only got to the second round when he was supposed to kind of be the savior. But in another sense, he's probably given them the only good, you know, actual playoff run in the last twenty years. I think he made the playoffs. He made the playoffs a couple of years with them, but that was the only one where they it felt like they could actually do something, right? Then they 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 were like a seven seed or eight seed one year and lost to the Heat. Like I don't count that as a real yeah playoff that was just run. Kind of just showing up for it. Yeah. It's just that one year against the Pacers. That's the only year I actually. Uh, they actually remember in the in the Carmelo era. So I don't know. You have to ask a Knicks fan about it too. Good luck finding yeah, a get, Nuggets fan. <laughs> I get yeah. I don't know. I get the feeling that uh, I get the feeling a lot of Knicks fans like Carmelo because of that. That was that was their last glimmer of any hope that they had. And he's the only free agent. I think they got him in a trade, right? But he he's yeah, the only yeah. free agent who actually wanted to come to New York. They they haven't signed anybody. Yeah, so I think there's the always feeling, the, I think the, the rumor mill. You know, they're always LeBron, this guy, that guy. He's the only guy who, oh, like, yeah. wanted to be a Nick. Oh, yeah. The Knicks have signed every big-time free agent in the past 25 years. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. he's the only one who yeah. actually wanted – well, Amari. I, I give Amari credit. And I think Amari – Amari was the first one. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who started the – yeah, who yeah. started it. Yeah, Mel, the, whole, the whole thing was Melo was going to go anyway at the end of the year. So they decided to trade him. 
Right. He, and he forced his way to the Knicks. He wanted to go to the Knicks because there was rumors yeah. of him going to the Nets, but it was the Knicks where uh, he wanted to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming home, man. Coming home. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was a big deal when he, when he came home. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I, I, got a, I, got, I got a feeling he – I wonder because I feel like Knicks fans don't like Ewing because he didn't want anything. So, I wonder what the feeling is Ewing versus Carmelo in their minds. Oh, I would say Ewing is – uh, higher regarded than Carmelo. I would, I would think so, but he gets some shit from Knicks fans, man. Yeah, finger roll against the Pacers. There's a few things with Ewing. Just has fucking... some crushing. Ewing has some. Ewing actually also played on better teams that could have won. You know, Ewing played yeah. on some sixty win, you know, sixty one team that lost to the Bulls, the Charles Smith yep. Memorial. So, um, I would say more. I would yeah, say like the... eighty. To ninety percent of Knicks fans would tell you they like Ewing over Carmelo. I would think so. He was the centerpiece of, that, of the teams that they revere. Yeah, like they always talk about the nineties Knicks. Well, I'll get back to the nineties Knicks. I'll get back to the nineties Knicks. But I don't know. I feel like they give Ewing some shit. I don't know. Yeah, let's get a Knicks fan on. Let's see what they say. All right. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. We got anything else uh, to look out for the next couple of days? Uh I don't. You know, more and more sports, I guess. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. Is there a big race in Saratoga? Whitney or something? Is that this weekend, the Whitney? Uh, there, I think there's a big Saratoga race um, this on Saturday. Let me look that oh, up. Let's, let's get that going. It's probably already up on the... Uh, on the app. Oh, they changed the fucking app, so I don't even know. Yeah, it's all messed up, that app. I don't know what's happened to it. It's hard to navigate around that now. Yeah, it's brutal. Let me just look. I'll look it up quick on the laptop. Saratoga. I'm pretty... Whatever the, ba- the big... Or maybe the Travers. There's a big race, I think. Because uh, they didn't want to put it too close to the Derby. Gotcha. It was... Not this weekend, but uh, next weekend would have been the week that we were up there. Right, and Lots I know, and I know there wasn't a, yeah, and I know there wasn't a big race scheduled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. This Saturday, twelve races. There's got to be something. Uh, this looks like a stakes race. What is it? Oh yeah, Travers. Travers is Saturday. Race eleven. All right, nice. Tis oh, tis the law's running. Big time horse. Tis the law, the six horse. Oh yeah, Dr- uh, yep. Let's see, Max Player was that the horse I bet in the Derby? I might have to go back to him. I'm just going back down the well. I'm gonna say tis the law loses, man. Saratoga is where favorites go to die. Uh, <laughs> I've never been known to bet a favor anyway, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it goes down. It looks like. Um, the second favorite is Uncle Chuck, the Baffert horse. Louise yep, Sayas yep. will be on him. Uncle Chuck. I like, I'm, looking, I'm looking at country grammar right now. Irad Ortiz. Irad, yep. Yeah. Castellanos on the seven. Cara, wow. Cara, Cara. I that, that horse run in the derby? That horse ran Cara, something, Cara, something. Cara. 10 to 1. That, that, he's going to be down like 4 to 1 on Saturday. You yeah, so, yeah, it's, that's, that's the way it'll go. Max... Mac, I'll probably stick with Mac. I, I got to ride Max player. 
I said if that if the derby was another few lengths, what was uh? This is one and a quarter miles too. Still, I stand by it though. Saratoga is where favorites go to die. American Pharaoh lost at Saratoga. Don't bet tis the law. Fade him. Still, there you go. Nice. Early, an early Travers. Did not uh, even forgot all about the Travers, but that's what we against in the port. We just adjust on the fly. That was pretty good. I like that. That was good. <laughs> All right, you're going to wrap it up. Go watch the rest of OT. Yep. All right. Well, as always, check us out Sunday Poor, at Sunday Poor, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and it's been hot with his picks. Yep. Check him out there. need Winnipeg tonight. They're down one nothing early for another perfect day. Second, It'll be the second perfect day of the week. Let's go. Let's go. And if Jason Day pulls it out, or at least just pulls it out, he's not going to get that shot in a beer. That's probably going to feel like a bigger loss than anything. Yeah, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back here next week with uh, more Sunday Poor. All right. We'll see you next week. Fucking first ever phone call inter- interrupts, uh, interrupts the show. Yeah, I thought we had some serious technical uh, issues. Yeah, and I was like, ring. I was like, I, I didn't even look at my phone, and all of a sudden I look over and it's buzzing. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? And this is like, oh no, decline. See if we can salvage it. So I'm interested. To see, I'm interested to hear what was recorded during that whole fiasco. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah. you around this weekend? Um. Sunday, I'm not. Saturday, Saturday, I should be. I'll probably just be home. Yeah, I don't know what's going on this weekend. Big weekend next weekend. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm out of the loop. You know nothing about it. <laughs> I gave him two breweries I wanted to go to. That's it. That's it. That's all you, that's all you, that's all you told him. Two roads and uh, Dockside. Wow. That was it. That's it. I'm you know, sure, I'm sure he has. Well, I, I know he said he was getting. Uh, he was trying to get a party bus. So you know everything. All right. So oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I just meant like I didn't know if he added any breweries. If he if he was doing reservations at these places, I don't know. He gets crazy. So that's true. Yeah, we're gonna have a little Greek uh, coming up. I think Greek. A Greek. Yeah. Oh, he's oh yeah, he's coming. He's he's yeah, officially yeah. in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave him the gave uh, Mikey Casino the nod. <laughs> and Andy Bennis is going to be there in the flesh. The legend of Andy Bennis. Wow. Oh, you wow. didn't know about that? I think he made a text nah. on the side. I think yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's in. I don't think anybody responded by email. I think it was just all oh, duck is uh, Casino texting me. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He, so, I know he said uh, he said he sent the email out, but he said he touched base with everyone. It's kind of separate. Yeah, it was. Uh, sounded like it had to get done quick, you know. Yeah. So oh, so everything's already like booked. I haven't talked to him. I don't know. I just I just, I just told him I was in. That's the last I heard from. Uh, him. All right. I'll see. I'll talk to him. All right, Ant. Well, good shit tonight, man. I'll get this stuff up and running. All right. Yep. I right, talk to all you. Right. All right. Peace. All right, peace.